Alex is back, baby. Welcome to the fact off. <laughs> That's your fact. Opening fact. Alex is back, baby. Welcome to the fact off. Your weekly battle of facts, y'all. Alex is the host, not a slack off. Mike's got the facts that'll smack, y'all. But don't worry, cuz Pat's got your back, y'all. It's the fact off. It's the fact off. Yeah, it's the fact off. That's right. This is the Fact Off, a weekly podcast where we each bring you a random and obscure fact, and you, the listeners, can decide the winner. I'm your host, Alex, and as with me as always is the weekday freak, Pat. Welcome back. Is it true that you don't leave, like you have like a small, solitary room in your house, and you just sit there on the weekends and don't leave? Yeah, it's called the the bathroom. (laughs) That's true. You're in the bathroom a lot uh, for long, long times. And with me, with him as always, is... Wait, wait, hold on. I'm with you, and he's with me. <laughs> yeah. So okay, together, just, sorry, together we're always together, is the... He called himself Honorable last week. The Honorable, yeah, Mike <laughs> yeah, said he was no the Honorable. Yeah, no one has ever said that about Mike. Uh, is Mikey Sands, the Hot Steam Machine, the Hot Skin Machine, Cucumber Boy... <laughs> The the mic man. Anything else? No, we had a vote just so we didn't have to use all these weird nicknames. It was Mikey Sands. I still think a hot steam machine. I like the hot skin machine. The hot skin machine. (laughs) I still don't know what you're talking about about Pat being locked in a room though. Like, are you saying he's a weekday freak? So on the weekend, he just stays locked in a room and and is completely normal? He hates the weekend so much that he refuses to do anything. I even put on like a a man in the iron mask mask just so to punish myself on the weekends. Gotcha. I was trying to dissect your joke, and I I think I figured it out. Thank you. Yeah, after I explained (laughs) it to you. You figured out it wasn't funny. (laughs) After I explained it to you, I understood the joke. (laughs) Ah. So since I wasn't here, the last week doesn't count. So there's no victory fact, right? No one. Where won. where were you, by the way? I was in. I went to Sea World in Legoland in Florida. You would like Legoland, Mike. They have Legos. I uh, I can't go. They I hear that you have to have a bring a kid with you. You that, can't go as an adult by is yourself. That's true. Or I thought you were making a joke when you said that earlier. <laughs> no, that's true. No, I, you don't have true. to have a kid with you, but. I'm pretty sure there, there's been people turned away at the door, but maybe they're, they're turned away yeah. for other reasons. Yeah, they had their hand in their pants. <laughs> yeah. Michael. Sir, I, yeah. I got Legos in my pocket. You yeah. ever go to uh, amusement park with Mike? It's always extremely short shorts, shirt, <laughs> half cut. Oh, yeah. He looks like uh, uh, Bill from Bill and Ted. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like getting hot while I'm... Waiting in line at rides. Everybody knows this. Too late, Mike. You're already hot. You're the hot steam machine. <laughs> this is when me and Mike went to Winterfest at Kings Island. This is how he was stressed. <laughs> I can't imagine doing the summer. So, Alex, I don't know if you know this, but on last week's episode, you actually had a fact in the running for the fact of the week. Yeah, I voted for it. And, <laughs> and you didn't win, by yeah, the way. Yeah, uh, spoiler, spoiler alert. If um, I would have read that fact, I would have had so many votes... I read it in 30 seconds. Yeah, but you don't have the gravitas of my voice. It's true. You really that, bring the that sultry home. bass. 
Yeah. So if people at home don't realize what we're talking about, uh, if you listen to previous episode, Pat alluded to an episode we didn't record. No, no, no. We recorded. Mike did not record. Yes. All right. Pat alluded to the my my blunder, and on that episode, Alex delivered probably the worst fact in all of fact off history. No, that the fact seaweed was good. blob fact. That fact was good. People were laughing. People it was were interesting. <laughs> People, Mike was crying. I was <laughs> laughing. That's why I purposely deleted my side of the episode. Yeah, he waited till the end. He was like, "Oops." Yeah, well, he knew I was going to win again. He said his computer wasn't turned on, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, because he won teams. <laughs> well, I did the calculations, and you didn't win because you weren't here, and people didn't fill in the correct answer on the votes. So uh, we're going to knock you out to the side. Uh, Pat was the winner, and if people at home don't realize, you could vote on these facts, factoffpodcast.com. And what what do we do on this show, Alex? You didn't. Uh, no, I think he we skipped it. over that. Yeah, we, I no, said we it. Said we, random and obscure facts. Yeah, remember I, me- I messed up the first two times that will be cut out, <laughs> yes, and then uh, I got it. Okay, did it. We right. should leave those all in. <laughs> no, part of the magic. Yeah, I read it, but Pat has to give his victory fact. So go ahead, Pat. All right, I'm going to keep it nice and short. I just typed in random facts, and I got this one. Did you know? There's only one English word that ends with the letters M T. Do you know what it is? Hmm. Attempt. Close. The way Dreamt. I it. Dreamt. Mm. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Dreamt I, is the only word in the English language that. I dreamt that empty. your victory fact would be better. Oh! <laughs> Whoa! Did you, what did you just punch your microphone? Got him. <laughs> That's like it's hard to edit around Alex because he's constantly hitting <laughs> yeah. tables and smacking his microphone. You'd be fired on day one of a radio show. Yeah, but people love me. My in-your-face attitude. But Pat got burned, so that means it's time for one thing. Pat's fact, 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 factacular. Pat's fact, 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 factacular. Pat's fact, 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 factacular. Pat's factacular! Mike didn't do the song last week. He didn't know the words. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, welcome to Pat's Factacular. This is the part of the show where I let you get comfortable, ease back in your recliner, Bring that brandy to your lips and listen to some easy listening facts to start the show. First up, have you ever laid on the grass, Mike? Yeah, it's painful. Right? Okay, so if you ever find yourself itching while lying on the grass, it's because you're slightly injured. Grass blades have trichomes, tiny hairs that can cause micro-abrasions on the skin, and when sweat seeps in, it literally is like pouring salt on a wound. Really? Yeah. It's not comfortable. I, I've always said s- sitting on the grass is not great. That's because Mike's feeling... He does always hurt. say that. I, I say it all the time. I think you said it when I first met you. Alex said, here's my friend Mike, and you're like, sitting on the grass is not fun. I used to hate it in high school when like kids would say it was like nice a nice day out, and everybody's like, let's go have class outside. I'm like, why are we having class outside? There's no good seating outside ever in the history of mankind... Has there ever been a comfortable seat that I know of? Wait, did, did you make headlines in the newspaper? Local boys, only boy inside. Yeah, that's why we invented hammocks. Because hammocks are the only comfortable outside seating arrangement. So do I you mean, agree with me that eating outside at restaurants is terrible? 
if it's a if you're on a chair and a table and it's a perfect temperature outside, it's good. It but then you have to worry about insects and uh, like cars like revving their engine as they as they drive Mike past. Always eats at a <laughs> drag <worst>. racing <laughs> yeah. event. I'm he trying to eat my burger here. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of drawbacks to eating outside, but there's also a lot of pluses. No, there's no pluses. Eating outside sucks. All right. Mm. You know what else sucks? The next fact. All right. If you've ever wanted to take a nap at work, you might want to consider moving to Japan. The practice of inemuri, which roughly translates to sleeping on duty or sleeping while present, is surprisingly common. We might have a buddy that used to nap at work a lot. Yeah. In America, we call that work from home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, the guy listens to the pod, so shout out yeah. to Andrew. <laughs> he's going to get fired from work. Nice. Mr. Sleepy Pants. He's the better. The one time I worked, we used to have to like, open up envelopes and all. One time I walked past him. He was like falling asleep, and he had scissors in his hand like pointing up. <laughs> he's like dozing. I was like, what are you doing? He likes to live dangerously. I actually got caught sleeping once in high school at, at my job and probably should have been fired. Anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. next, <laughs> next fact. Did you know every single baseball used in the Major League of Baseball? <laughs> yeah. There's about 240,000 per season. It's first broken in with mud found on the banks of a tributary of the Delaware River in New Jersey to make them less slippery. Yep. And the exact location is unknown. Is that like one person's job? Yeah. Um, his name Get is... Get these balls dirty, sir. Jim Bintliff. Is it? He's the farmer of this magic mud. Ooh. A, can it just be any mud? Yeah. Well, that mud's too hard. That mud's <laughs> too mud. I can't wait to... We, we just have 3D printed baseballs and everything's just all right. Yeah, when I hit them with the bat, they just explode. <laughs> There's you didn't see that uh that basketball company uh I think it was Rawlings, I forget maybe it was a different one, but Wilson. they actually made a three D printed basketball that you never have to fill up with air and they said it dribbles exactly like a regular basketball would and you can't tell the difference. So I'm well, kind of I, interested. I hope it would dribble. <laughs> we made a basketball, it doesn't dribble at all. Well I know of course of course it could dribble, but you wanted to mimic exactly the exact you know, when a ball is perfectly filled with air, because you have to get the right amount of air in there. Everybody hates dribbling and the ball's too hard or too too soft. So Why, this ball's know. just right. Uh, <laughs> now, did you, uh, the NCAA tournament actually had issues this year because of, like, brand new balls that were overinflated and three-point shooting percentage was down throughout the whole yeah. tournament and all. Caused a lot Tom of Tom Brady knows a lot about that, too, I hear. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Topical. All right, I'm gonna. I, I like to throw shots at Tom Brady in this show. Yeah, I think it's if like you haven't noticed, why you say it's Tom Brady? All right, um, this I'm just gonna. This will be the last fact because the fifth fact is lame, and this has already gone on too long. So this will be a four fact week. Pat, there's no such thing as lame fact. <laughs> That's the lame person who gives the Pat spectaculars. It's true. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty down. It's anyway. all about the delivery. Any fact can be great if the delivery is great. Yeah, that's why my uh, facts are always good. A seaweed the... fact would have blowed your mind. Pat's the... eyes are rolling to the back of his head. <laughs> I'm going to keep trying to start this fact. The Havasupe Village in Supe at the bottom of the Grand Canyon is the only place in the U.S. where mail is still delivered by mule. I think I knew that. 
And I'll I'll keep it at that because the next fact is terrible, and we've already spent enough time on this. All right. Yeah. I well, since it... you're the victor, you guys don't even say if they're good or not anymore. Remember, I... <sighs> you guys don't even tell me which one's the best and which one's the, the well, best. They're all actually kind of good now. Yeah, uh, I think the worst fact was one of them. <laughs> it certainly was. Well, I'm trying to think. The baseball one was good. I like the mule thing because I don't think mules get enough support out there. It's true. Um, and they are one of the best creatures. What was the other one? Oh, uh, the grass one was interesting because we all figured out that eating outside sucks. Yeah, we found out Mike's uh, tragic past where all the kids were outside <laughs> playing and he <laughs> sat inside. <laughs> no, they weren't playing. They were doing boring school outside where there's way more distractions. The seating's uncomfortable <laughs> and it's humid and sweaty. It's just not a yeah. great place to do school. I want to do school inside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can I do my fact now? Yeah, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, I want to I, go? Uh, I'm go first. Oh, oh, by the way, am I on a winning streak here? Well, it, it doesn't attack me. It's like, a, you know, like when like Barry Bonds broke the home run record or Mark McGuire when they were on steroids. It's like that. There's an asterisk next to your name because you broke it. Why I wasn't. I didn't say I had a record. I just had a streak. <laughs> yeah. This is a long <laughs> explanation. Yeah. I was saying that the streak doesn't count. All right. Well, I'm going to start my fact. As the winner, I get to pick who goes the order. I'm going to go first. It's a little bit long this week, but I found it, it interesting. You said it was short earlier. I did, but then that was before I wrote the fact. <laughs> uh, my fact starts in the book of Genesis. Oh, my second favorite book. Have you ever heard of uh, Jacob? Yeah, Mike's second yeah, favorite Jacob guy in the Bible. Jacob and Esau. And what did Jacob dream about? He, the 12 tribes? Uh, well, I'm specifically looking for the word ladder. Jacob, he oh, dreamt Jacob's about a ladder, ladder yeah. that connected heaven and earth. So, um, in the book of Genesis, Jacob went toward Haran. Yeah. And when the sun set, he took a stone and he laid his head down to sleep and he dreamt of the... Dreamt? Hmm? The only English word that ends with MT. There you go. Yeah, wow. Full circle. Yep. He dreamt of a ladder connecting heaven and earth. Now, what's important should about have, this. Should have dreamt of a better pillow than a rock. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's probably why he had such a hallucinant. It was a bad a dream. Number rock. Yeah. All right. It was a memory rock. It remembered. It's a my my pillow rock. <laughs> All right. So my fact is. So you guys are making fun of that stone. Well, my fact is all about that stone. That is a very famous stone. It's called the Stone of Scone. <laughs> scone is a place in Scotland. So, <laughs> All right. So the stone that Jacob slept on would travel from Egypt to Spain around 700 BCE. It would be set upon the hill of Tara in Ireland where the ancient kings were crowned. And then it would be taken by the Celtic Scots and eventually, or eventually in 840 CE... It would make its way to the village of Scone in Scotland. Oh, okay. So they called it. It's also known as the Stone of Destiny. Ooh, I've heard of because, the Pick of Destiny. Yes, it's pretty much like that. This fact has considerably less Jack Black in it. Um, but it would be used as a uh, coronation for the uh, Scottish monarchs. So if you ever became a king in Scotland, you would uh, be coronated Past on the, the stone. Past the stone, right? What? 
pass you'd the have stone. to pass the stone. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they're talking about. You don't want to pass the stone. This is a very large stone. <laughs> How big was Jacob's head? Yeah. Um, so the last Scottish king that was crowned was John de Balliol in 1292. Yep. It Yo was Mike in 1296. I'm sorry? Yeah, Mike was born. That's true. I'm glad you disrupted me for that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to keep going. You could have kept going. Um, have you guys ever seen the movie Braveheart? Yeah. So apparently, as I found out today, is historically incredibly inaccurate. Yeah, that's what makes it so great. <laughs> yeah, be truthful. They didn't even have kilts back then. <laughs> kilts were a modern day thing. Uh, anyway, um, but the bad it's a, guy. It's a string of Mel Gibson <laughs> movies where it's like historically epic, but not historical at all. Like the uh, the Patriot um, was a- another one of those. Apocalypto. What women want. Yeah. Yeah, but all you right. think about Continue that. Like, fact. Braveheart, so, the Patriot, Apocalypto are all really good movies. <laughs> they're all great. But they have historical flaws, but they're great. Yeah. Now, in 1296, after his victory at the Battle of Dunbar, King Edward I took the stone from Scotland's Scone Abbey and brought it to the Westminster Abbey. Son of a bitch. I know. So you might know King Edward I. He's the villain in Braveheart. So that's how this all connects to Braveheart. In 1307, King Edward had the stone put into a special throne called the coronation chair and you can see pictures of this it's like a wooden chair and underneath the seat is this just rectangular stone and it would be used during uh, coronation ceremonies to show that the new king of england is not just the king of england but he's also the king of scotland as well and he sits on a rock yeah so it's like um they he took it just sort of like the spoils of war and then they turned it into like i rule you now I'm going to take your special thing, and now it's my special thing. I love, like, the ancient... (laughs) I I love the ancient thing with relics, and all these kingdoms would, like, collect relics. Uh, It's it's pretty cool. Like, they'd collect bones of saints and all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, So, Smash Cut. Alex likes likes a Smash Cut. I mean, a lot of Smash Cutting in my pick. 1950. (gasps) The year... Yeah. Alex was born. Yep. Four students drove 18 hours from Glasgow to London. The reason for the trip? To steal back the stone. Oh, I didn't I didn't hear about this. They made a whole movie about this. <laughs> you didn't see it in the newspaper, Mike? Yeah, 1950. So Ian Hamilton, Gavin Vernon, Kay Matheson, and Alan Stewart would sneak into Westminster Abbey on Christmas night. That's the time Perfect to do it. Perfect time to do it, yeah. Yeah. Everybody, Everybody knows busy. Westminster Abbey has no security on uh, Christmas Eve night. Yeah, apparently they tried to have a guy hide in there the night before and was quickly caught by a guard, made up an excuse, and they just let him go. <laughs> so I had to pee. This yeah, isn't my like, bed. I, he said he got like locked in the room or something. Like He was hiding in like a closet or something, and they caught him. So they reached the chapel that contains the tomb of Edward I and King Edward's chair. And then they when they removed the stone from the chair... Ian grabbed the chain, or the chain connected to the stone, and it broke the stone. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. This, like, sacred historical piece that is, means so much to them, they broke it. So um, so now they had two. It was actually better, because now they had two, two pieces, which is considerably lighter than one giant piece. So uh, Ian would carry the smaller piece, which was still 90 pounds, under his coat. And as he was going outside... <laughs> Kay, the getaway driver, saw a cop approaching. 
So she would move the car closer to where Ian was so that the cop wouldn't see him running across the street with a giant stone in his hand. (laughs) Now, as the cop saw him jump into the car, they had to think quickly. So Ian and Kay started making out. And as they were kissing, the cop knocked on the door or the window and said, hey, what are you doing? They're like, oh, you know, we're from Scotland. We're visiting. We got here tonight and couldn't find a hotel. And the cop was just like, "Okay, you kids, you know, be on your way. You know, little like did he the know tro- that- <laughs> the trope from every movie I've ever seen <laughs> yep. where the, the woman kisses the man to distract the yep. police or something like that. And in this time and in this time, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so then the cop went on his way. Uh, the other two guys, they didn't see the car. They thought that they had been abandoned. They'd left. They left the giant stone in Westminster Abbey. So they ran away. Ian then went back in and found the the larger piece, and he got it back out by himself. Well, so the the guy, the one guy carried the larger piece by himself? Yep, he carried both pieces. Which is actually, if you think about it, if they did get just the one large piece out at one time, the cop definitely would have caught him. Yeah. yeah. So, so he, he deserved that kiss, then, if he carried that big of a rock. That's every time I carry something really heavy, I say, <laughs> I deserve a kiss. And I never give it to you. <laughs> Alec never, well, yeah, I gotta help you move all the time, but you never give <laughs> yeah. me a kiss. Um... All right, so with this when whole, the stone like, was this, what? Oh, well, like with them breaking it and all, I like to think if it's like the end of uh, Sandlot when he's like, if you just knocked on the door, I would have got it for you. That's what I'm to the queen. Yeah, <laughs> they what? They would have just asked nicely. Um, so when the stone was discovered missing, the border between Scotland and England would be closed off for the first time in 400 years. And, you know, it was a big to-do. Obviously, this meant a lot is what you coronate the kings on. Um, how, how long How long did it take for them to discover it was missing? So it was actually, they. Uh, I didn't see a timetable, but it was stolen on December 25th, and it was returned in April, so somewhere in there. Okay. So the reason it was sort of they wanted to steal it to try to remind Scotland like of their past, of their history. They were trying to, like, they're advocating for Scotland's independence, and they thought, like, this huge gesture would, like, sort of, like, Wake unite people the country. Up. Yeah, unite people and wake them up. Um, they eventually just returned it. They, um, The Scottish Covenant Association decided that the stone would be returned because it served its purpose of publicizing the cause of Scottish home rule. And they, they would actually return it. It was wrapped in a Scottish uh, flag, and they put it on the ruin of Abbey, on the Abbey of Arbroath, where a famous statement of Scottish independence was made in 1320. So there's a lot of symbolism. And that was on April 11th. It was returned. 1951. Two years later, 1953, it would be used to crown Queen Elizabeth in 1953. She sat on the stone of Scone. In July 1996, the Queen and the Prime Minister, John Major, agreed to return the stone to Scotland. They finally gave it back. So it did get returned. They did eventually uh, give it back. Uh, well, that was now the queen's can... like, I'll never die. We don't need it <laughs> yeah. anymore. Um, it can now be seen at the Edinburgh Castle, and it actually will still be used for King Charles' um, coronation next month. So if you're watching the coronation, look at his uh, seat, and you should see a big stone slab underneath. Yep. And that is the slab that Jacob laid on when he dreamt the only English word that ends with MT. Of Jacob yeah. Platter. That's the only unbelievable part of this story. <laughs> that there's only one word that ends with empty. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> that uh, that's the stone that was actually slept on. Thousands of years ago. Thousands and thousands of years ago. Mike hasn't Uh, got past that one fact. He hasn't been listening to anything else. No, I said everything else is completely believable. (laughs) So they made a movie about it. The guy who plays Daredevil is the main guy. Yeah, it's called James Bond. It's called The Stone of Destiny. And my fact will be called The Fact of Destiny. Fact of Destiny. Fantastic, Pat. You want to go next, me or Mike? Um, I'll let you guys choose. You pick. All right. Don't pa- don't pass the pressure off on. <laughs> we haven't heard from Alex in a while, so let's listen to Alex. Yeah, go ahead, Alex. Um, as alluded to earlier, I was in Florida last week, and we packed up to leave early in the morning. We we're leaving at like six a.m. And I'm driving, and you know how like people have like the roads have street lights to mm-hmm. light your way while you're driving. We're driving. This is when Alex figured out that streetlights exist. Yeah, I never seen them before. He's from a one one horse town. He, he has like stop signs. Outside. <laughs> um. No, and then we were driving, and I was like, "It's like that streetlight looks purple." And we're driving, I heard about so this. And like, oh, that's a, it's like a dark blue, or a lot of times it's purple. And I was like, "Hmm, that's interesting. I wonder if it's like a new type of streetlight." So I decided to look it up. And it's not a new type of street light. It's a defective light. Yep, I heard about this. Yeah, so um, all over Florida, all over New York, Kansas, Vancouver, Ohio, all over. Name I- name more places. Ireland. All these Scotland. lights. Yeah, all these Australia. lights are turning purple blue. So, yeah, it's the... Uh, they're the defect in these lights. So this company, Accuracy Brands light bulbs, like they're like the, over time, like these LED companies has been getting bought out. They became like the the major light provider for LED light bulbs. For so students. these are LED lights. These aren't the old school bulbs. No. So as you know, lately everybody's switching to LEDs because they last longer. They don't overheat. They're brighter. Um, but this companies became like the major player in the game and they decided from like 2019 to 2017 to 2019, they'll use a third party company from Asia to make their light bulbs because they would make them cheaper. And sometimes when stuff is cheaper, the quality is not that good. So what is happening is the LED lights are not white. So a lot of times they are the they're purple. Dark, they're purple, dark blue, violet colors. And they have a phosphor coating over them that makes them appeal white. Um, yeah. So that is fading or like shifting. And the blue light is, the purple light is coming out. I think it, that's why you can, it's easier to buy LED light bulbs in like the the cooler temperatures to be brighter. Like the if you notice the warmer temperatures... If you look at the store, there's usually not as bright of a bulb. And I think yeah. that's probably why. It's because of the the nature of these LEDs are kind of a bluish hue. Is it too dark to see? No, you can see. So, like Duke, who has to fix a lot of these lights. Uh, I was reading Florida, like Florida, like transportation, like it's safe. They do illuminate the same amount of area, 
But like, it's funny reading articles. Some people were thinking it was caused like a COVID conspiracy was these people are getting the vaccines and it's changing the lights. I don't know how that would have worked. Uh, oh, they think it's changing, changing yeah, their and like, it was visions. Like all, <laughs> yeah, it was like all these conspiracy theories. I and love like, the conspiracy theories that are that out there. Yeah, but like it's a lot of bulbs. Like, uh, well, Duke Energy, who does a lot of the energy in Ohio, the Carolinas, Florida, major company. They're like, well, only one percent of our bulbs are effective they projected but that's still like five thousand light bulbs wait that's a lot of bulbs du- duke would replace the street lights yeah so like in certain areas that like aren't controlled by like the department of transportation like florida's department of transportation on like i4 and all is replacing them whoever handles it so like okay. duke if the but like the company who made them is covering all the costs because they're under warranty I have uh, noticed that a lot of the old older light fixtures are being uh, taken down. Like uh, around the highways near my house, they they recently installed all LED yeah, light fixtures. That's um, what they supposedly last ten years. Well, they're supposed to save you a lot of money. Yeah, they're cheaper. They're, like it's all it's it's a better light bulb when they're actually done correctly. And way less light pollution too, because they can actually be aimed at where. Uh, yeah. They need to be, whereas the old school lights, it would just cast light everywhere versus yeah, like, just, just right on the road. Yeah, it would just burn. Um, but like they're, they're fine. But the issue is like they don't know which ones are defective. So like if you see a defective light, you're supposed to report it, and then they will come out and replace it. And like it's been taking months. Like it's all over, and you're seeing more and more pop up in different areas. That I'm, su- just... I'm surprised you don't have the phone number right on hand. Like, call this number well, like to report the light bulb issue. <laughs> I was watching. I was reading one news story, and they're like, "How do we put uh, the? If you see like a blue light or a purple light, go to our website, Channel Ten. Like, why would you just not give the the phone number or the actual website to go? To? I would absolutely never go to a new. Local news websites are typically the worst website you could ever go to. Like ads are popping up everywhere. Like you try to watch a news story on their website and so you watch like a, a minute long ad for a 30 second clip. Yeah, but then you get so much better content. Like I was watching the one story and the one Amazon driver loved it. He thought it looked cool. Reminded him of Halloween. The other guy didn't like it. It hurt his eyes. But like... <laughs> There was a pretty in-depth analysis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Alex is like a, a news reporter on this episode. Um, but like, like people, like pe- some people love it. Like some people, are like oh, it reminds me of Halloween. Like I was, <laughs> somebody is like what? opened up, opened up an art show and like took pictures of like. Didn't you, you already know? say the Halloween thing? Yeah, I did. I said it again. It's just so memorable. That he, he he's gonna say it again here before the end. Uh, of the like I will say though, whenever I see purple lights, it reminds me of Halloween. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't seen one of these, but it would they, remind me of Halloween if I saw it. They said it. Cincinnati came up as an article because like they were popping up around here. Uh, but like it was a like I think if you maybe pass one, you might not notice it. But this was like two or three in a row. Did you take that, a picture like, of it? No, it was, it was 6 o'clock in the morning. So it didn't happen? It didn't happen. Uh, my wife saw it. And there's articles out there about it. But if you see one thing driving around, yeah, there's purple and dark blue lights. It did look cool driving like early in the morning with it. 
Guys, I think this streak is continuing. I yeah, I, I don't see this one <laughs> winning any awards. Uh, maybe the local local news awards. I thought it was interesting. There's going to be people like, well, I have been seeing purple lights, and it has reminded me of Halloween. Only if you called the fact, this fact reminds uh, me of Halloween. My fact is called <laughs> the Halloween lights. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of what was the other conspiracy theory with them. It's just like, yeah, it was like people like a... Uh, uh, COVID caused them. Um, that was the best one. I bet people would think like it's like the government trying to like mess with your brain to like make you more docile or something. Yeah, originally I thought it was like maybe like a new science, like you can see better at night with these darker lights. But well, they have that orange therapy. You ever see that the gyms where you go and it's all the lights are orange? Pat, that's just you looking at the sun. <laughs> yeah, I turned the sun and run in place. I, I do wish that street like the uh, um, lights would get brighter sometimes though. Like when it's really bright out and you're far away from a light, sometimes you can't tell like if it's green or not. Like cause just because the sun's hitting it just at the right spot, and I'm like, uh, hopefully, hopefully this light's uh, green. Just <laughs> Mike, slow down. N- Mike has not stopped at a stoplight in five years. No, I, I had trouble in Cincinnati where they have some lights that are like sideways, and I'm colorblind. Yeah, and, oh, really? Yeah, I've had some issues there, but I'm good. Isn't it well, left to right? Wouldn't it be left to right? I, su- I survived. Barely. Can't yeah. say that for the other guy. All right, I'm going to get into my fact. I'm going to get into my fact. I think we're done with this uh, street light fiasco. This fact was riveting. Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> I well, my... my... <laughs> you done? Nope. Yeah, I could be done. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Alex is so pissed. <laughs> Welcome back, Alex. You guys are like when I win. I'm like, oh, I would be surprised if you win. All right. So my fact could either be taken as a tall tale, as a warning to people to not do something, or, or an tale. actual ritual that happened. And there's historical evidence for for both. So that's why it's kind of like a ride in the line between the two. Um, but it's highly de- debated, and just like a lot of Roman history, it a lot of Roman history is highly debated. Are like you if about it's exaggerated, the crucifixion or... of Jesus. No, I, I was surprised you guys didn't bring any Easter facts because Easter's coming up right around the corner, and I was I was expecting one of you two to have an Easter fact. My fact was biblical in nature. Yeah, I was expecting your fact to make the turn towards Easter, but it didn't. So I was very impressed. And these purple sometimes lights... when I see green lights. <laughs> These purple, purple lights remind me of Jesus's like purple robe when he's reborn. Right? Is that it? Yeah, I know the some... priest wears purple sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Or is that a Christmas? So your fact, Mike. <laughs> yeah. So my my fact is about a punishment that's like in the recorded Roman text, and it was a punishment that was doled out for a crime called parasitium. And can you guys guess what that crime would be? It's a different word in modern times. Paradisium. Uh, I think it's like when you talked about like um, they had like torches on the streets to light them up at night. And then sometimes they turn blue. And if you kind of purplish, if you said that it reminded you of Halloween, they would lock you up for a paradisium. Uh, Halloween didn't exist then, so suck it. No, the modern <laughs> word for this is patricide. Oh, uh, killing your dad. Killing your family members, your, your parents uh, to be exact. Uh, but back then in Roman times, uh, that they, their, their culture was very like uh hierarchical. So like the I, family was really well respected. So like the, 
parents were seen as the the head of the family and like they were well re- regarded that sort of thing the way you're talking about it mike you, you make it seem like killing your parents nowadays is not a big deal at all either <laughs> oh no <laughs> back it's, then it's a, they cared it's not as big anymore well <laughs> yeah. you'll see here in a second we nowadays, don't care to the level nilly. that the romans cared uh i'll explain to you here in a second you'll see uh so the punishment for killing your parents in Roman times was called poena culli. Okay. Uh, roughly translating to the penalty of the sack. Ah. Uh, yeah. And uh, being sacked is never a good thing. Like it, it, it means like you get fired, or if you're a quarterback, you you don't want to be sacked, uh, or if you're a city, you definitely don't want to be sacked if you're a city. Or ransacked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what is what does this penalty uh, entail? Being put For in a, a sack with scorpions in it? No. Scorpions. Close. I thought it had something to do with uh, a male sack. No, it, do- it doesn't. I, it does sound like that, that but it's not. Uh, so the guilty party would be whipped or beaten until blood was spilled. And then they were sewn up in a leather sack. Oh, that sounds like not Wait, too bad, were right? These sacks like, do they die use, in the sack? Were these sacks then used as fashion, and then it, the companies used to make like special bags <laughs> that they could be used later? Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they make uh, patterns on the leather bags. <laughs> no, they. <laughs> no, these these sacks were stuffed to the gills, full, filled with other things besides the guilty party. So they would include in this sack a dog. A monkey, a snake, and a rooster, and they would sew. (laughs) This is a pretty big sack. (laughs) They would sew the perpetrator up in this leather sack with those four animals, and then they would throw them into the sea. No, this is what did the animals do? Yeah, what did that rooster do? Did the rooster kill his parents too? Yeah, they had to wait until they found all the parties that had murdered their parents. <laughs> yeah. And I read there was a bunch of symbolism supposedly around all the different creatures well, that were, were, in, were in there. Um, I don't want to get into it because it's, it's all debatable and all that. And this whole thing is kind of debatable. But there is uh, historical texts that show this happened. But it's hard for historians to tell if it's like exaggerated or if... Because <laughs> there's no like actual evidence... From thousands of years ago, it's hard to find actual evidence uh, from fossil records of something like this. They didn't find like a sack buried underground filled with a person. Yeah, the they're gonna of be a like, uh, you know, like at Lake Mead in Nevada, like where the levels have gone, the water levels gone down. They found a bunch of dead bodies, like skeletons and all. Yeah. Do you think they killed their parents? They did. The one guy was found with a chicken. A monkey, a dog, and a snake. That's sad. Uh, but they're the. I, it's just sad that these poor creatures were like tor- like killed. You yeah, know. punish the guy that killed his parents. Yeah, like throw him in the lake. Yeah. Well, the other option would be like, they they would also. This was probably way more common because it seems impossible to, to pull put all those animals in a set. Like it. Try to get a dog in a sack with a monkey. It, it seemed like it would be impossible to, to get that accomplished. Do it once a week. <laughs> uh, but the com- more common thing penis. would be to th- <laughs> throw... <laughs> the more common thing would be to throw the person 
to like uh, a, a wild animals, you know, kind of uh, the yeah. Romans love to do that. Just throw people to the animals and, you know, let lions tear them apart or, you know, different creatures. Um, they had like a big wheel. You get thrown to the hamsters. <laughs> That's the animal you came up with. I was trying to think of an animal that like wouldn't be too scary. I think you'd you probably to. die of old age if you got thrown to the hamsters. Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, but there was variations of this through like the seven centuries of Roman rule. Um, the general consensus is that it first appeared during Titus Livy's uh, histo- history of Rome. And yeah. In it, he described Marcus Publicus Malleus was sown in a sack and thrown into the sea in 101 BC. And he wasn't sewn in with any of the animals. He was just, it was just a man in a leather sack. So I guess it started out as just a man in a leather sack. And then it always starts. Yeah. That's how it always starts. Man in a leather sack. Uh, During the early empire, um, they started including live snakes. So that's when they uh, put a man in a sack with with a viper. Like that makes that makes sense. a little bit of sense. That look makes I mean, a little bit of more sense. None of this makes any sense. <laughs> no, none of it does really make. I like a to lot think that it was just over time as the somebody's trying to one up the next guy. Well, you put snakes in there. I'm going to put a snake and a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the addition of the four animals uh, is told by jurist Modestinus. He that wrote. A, in, he's a known liar. He's a known liar. I think so. He wrote in the 3rd century AD that the tradition decreed by their ancestors meant that a necessary part of the punishment included not only a snake and a monkey, but a dog and a rooster as well. Oh, that's where the lie came from. <laughs> I, 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 I'm having a hard time believing that this actually happened, but I would love to see. Do you think he was, I he was telling someone this story it. and he was reading their facial expressions and they weren't like impressed? And they were like, he was like, yeah, and they threw him in there in a sack in the water. Okay. Well, did I tell you that there was a snake inside? Yeah, and? Nope, not just a snake. A snake and a monkey. Yeah, what's your point? And a dog and a rooster? Okay, now I'm listening. <laughs> well, Alex, think about it. Think of the most hor- horrible crime you could think of, and you'd probably... Killing your parents. Killing your parents. Okay, we'll just say it's that. Um, I mean, you probably wouldn't feel bad about that person, like, getting, like, put to death. I. I don't know. Nowadays, you kind of it's not really a modern thing to do, but back in the day, like that seemed like a very easy thing to get put to death for. Um, it's actually a very good debate we could have, but this is not that show. This is not that show. No, we don't take um, sides and issues. Well, this eventually, I obviously because we don't do it now, but this fell out of use and it was uh, revived <laughs> under the rule of Constantine the Great. He altered it, though, because obviously he probably didn't have monkeys lying around. Uh, He included the use of a snake and widened the scope of those punished to include fathers accused of killing their children. Good. Pay it back. Yeah, because before that, was just like a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah, you just go to work the next day and you high-five your coworkers like, Yeah, I killed my son. And then, uh, then it all, like, turned to, like, burning at the stake. So I think they switched up the punishments, like, yeah... Uh, well, this is the best one. <laughs> Burn, burning person at burning a person at the stake. That's that's the one. And that's only because leather leather prices got so high. Yeah, and monkey uh, imports. Yeah, pretty difficult. 
and and the actual punishment itself continued into the Byzantine Empire, so they brought it back. And under the rule of Emperor Justinian the Great, he reintroduced the rooster, the dog, and the monkey, and it remained a statutory penalty for patricide throughout the Byzantine Empire. Were these guys called great while they were alive, or is it like a posthumous thing? I think they called themselves great while they were alive. Yeah, every day they looked in the mirror and said, I'm great. What about like guys who are like, it's like Alex the Terrible. Oh, I think they people like that and face that name. Oh, okay. They call me Alex is super sexy. The super sexy. They do call you that. Yeah. But uh so this all fell fell apart. Nobody nobody continued to do this obviously. But then Dogs the Ger- the Germans wanted to like kind of resurrect all these Roman laws and they got really uh excited about the past. So the Germans uh brought some of these back and uh one, they they obviously didn't want to include all these animals, so they decided to to include pictures of the animals with the man. So, no, really, so, yes. <laughs> Talk about taking the teeth out of the. I know. Thing. Oh, uh, let's just—it's just basically sewing a man in a sack at that point with some pictures <laughs> for him to look at. Re- he's something to look at while he's dying. Yes. So yeah, I think that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> so it's my fact. It's called sad sack. Ah, nice. I feel like you named this fact before Sad Sack. Sad Sack? I think was so. Was it uh, two weeks ago? <laughs> I, need a, I don't know. I'm going to have to look through, but I feel like Sad Sack has been a fact title. Well. I'll look it up. Well, there you have it, folks. You have your three facts tonight. You have The Fact of Destiny by Pat. You have The Halloween Lights by Alex. And The Sad Sack by Mike. So I really <laughs> think that I'm going to win. Okay, no one cares. I think I'm running away with it. It's between me or Mike. Everybody knows that. People love sacks and animals, so Mike has a shot. And my fact was delightful. Delightful. So... <sighs> <laughs> I get what you're saying, Pat. See? Come on, I was good. I need to take another week off. This is why I win. Ah. He has uh... puns just spewing out of his mouth. When I wake up, I'm gonna be like, I had the most terrible dream I ever dreamt. So bad. And it's just this episode. What bad. So you go to factoffpodcast.com to vote for which one you think is the best. Uh, there's a link in the show notes that says vote. Just click on that link and it'll take it straight to the voting page. Uh, Mike is off this year, so he's gonna be posting more on our socials, Facebook. Instagram and Twitter, so follow us there at Fact Off Podcast. I posted almost three times this week. I know, and I saw you. I was like, Mike, Mike must be bored at work. <laughs> and then, uh, if you have Apple, wait and review our show. If you have Spotify, wait and review us there. Anything helps. You mostly want good reviews. And most importantly, have a great day.